Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. fantasy fans this is belly up fantasy live of course thanks for tuning in um 
We are joined, as always, by Justin Herrera at SemTexMex93 on Twitter. Uh, Boom. Power, also of the Belly Up MDFF show. Of course, I am your host, Adam LaRue, at LaRue Adam on Twitter. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to have both of you answer a couple questions for me. First, how was your weekend? Two, um, how did your fantasy teams do this weekend? And three, and this is a fun one. Where is your ideal destination for Odell Beckham Jr.? Justin, go ahead and lead us off. All right. Weekend was absolutely fun. Ladies out of town, so it was just me and the bachelor pad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as my fantasy teams, I am happy because my fantasy teams actually did well amongst the chaos. Um, I had a couple scares. I thought that the Bears were going to put up an outrageous amount of points on me. I was like up by 40 <laughs> in this like league where you already get 20 points to defenses to start off with. And they finished at like 29. I was like, Oh no, I'm going to lose. And I was going to lose to like the guy who's in last place. So that's always makes it a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So otherwise it was, it was a good week for my teams. Um, ideal spot for Odell. How about this one, guys? What if Odell, I mean, I know you guys have already heard it, but what if he ends up in Philly? Does that make them good enough to go for a kind of a run? I mean, that gives them the second receiver. I mean, you're shaking your head, but did you see Dallas get their butt beat by Denver? <laughs> I did. And I mean Jalen Hurts. I mean, even even though he does not look like a severe upgrade, he looks like he's a little bit more competent, taking less of the load through his arm. I I like it. I like. It. I mean, so he won't it, get targeted it, there it's, either. It's though he'll be, mad, he'll be mad in two weeks because he won't get any targets <laughs> in, in Philadelphia either right now. And they can't even they can't feature Goddard or a second receiver in that offense. Well, they well they obviously need somebody to go in there and yell at these guys, so <laughs> maybe that'll work. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll improve the same way that the Browns did, Sans, uh, <laughs> Sans Odell in two weeks after. Uh... Hey, there you go. Maybe that's what Odell can bring. He can like liven <laughs> up teams by being on them for like two weeks. <laughs> the Odell OBJ tour. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so for myself, um, I'll just give you a hint how my fantasy team went or fantasy leagues went this week. I had Patrick Mahomes in one of my leagues, and I had Daryl Williams, and I had Zach Moss. And so I basically think I set an all-time record for lowest amount of points in a game um, in my league where I think I, I think the guy basically almost quadrupled my score, so that was, that was pretty fun. Um, my other league... Um, I played my fellow co-host for the MD Sports Show in the other league we played in uh, with Dan Mater. And going into the last night, he had a six-point lead. Uh, Khalil Herbert going for him, and I had Chase Claypool. So when we saw Chase Claypool not play in that final drive, yeah, that's where I fell short by two points. So my fantasy weekend sucked. Um, <laughs> and as for where I think OBJ would be a, a good fit for, I'll give you two teams, actually. I mean, he'd be a good fit a lot of different teams, but two teams jumped to my mind that I think he'd be a great fit for fantasy-wise especially. 
Uh, Adams Indianapolis Colts, I think, would be a fantastic fit for him. And I also think the Atlanta Falcons, boy, could they use a receiver, Matt Ryan, to throw the ball to other than Cordell Patterson out of the backfield. So that's my two places where I think he'd be most effective fantasy-wise, um, and I'd like to see him go. Yeah, I, I like both those spots. Um, so for myself, I'm going to answer my own questions because I'm that type of person. Um, but you want me I, to ask them to you? I had a great weekend. Um, had a good, good time. Went out to the lake for a little, little mini weekend trip. Um, nice. uh, Fantasy-wise, I too am a Mahomes investor. Um, somehow a team of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, uh, with, with that four, that, those four, uh, somehow that team scored just 90 points uh, in total, not just them, obviously. Uh, and the leading score, this is in a super flex league, which makes that 90 a lot worse. Uh, the leading score by far, I think by like literally 10 points, was Jimmy Garoppolo's like 24. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, really, really cool. My other fantasy teams did good, but that one was like, wow. <laughs> like I expect a lot out of this team, and it is doing nothing. Um, but yeah, as far as OBJ, I like, uh, the spots you laid out for, um, I don't know, as far as another one, I mean, Green Bay seems to be the one that a lot of the media outlets are pushing for. And I, I don't hate it. I just wonder, and this is the same kind of problem that I'm, I'm having with the Sean Jackson, Oakland, I, or sorry, Las Vegas, um, those teams, I feel like to spread it too much, you know, like, I don't know if full. Like kind of to your point, Chris, with Philadelphia, I don't know if he'll get the ball enough in those in those places. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what makes kind of uh, like Atlanta, especially, a really good fit, just because they they need some. It's just Pitts. <laughs> they all they have is they have Pitts and Cordero Patterson. When Cordero Patterson is the second person to go, and the like, all right, here are offensive weapons. There's some major issues. You need something. Yeah. And I think even if they were to get Ridley back, he'd still be able to get his because he's still yeah. a lot of single coverage. And Matt Ryan is a kind of quarterback who has been able to feed two receivers a fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even two receivers and a tight end. Like, that wouldn't leave uh, Pitts out really either. Um, uh, who was it? It was Cooper uh, a couple of seasons ago, right? Had a pretty good fantasy season um, yep. when he was in Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, I uh, just wanted to start off uh, kind of – that being the, the topic, I know that's been, you know, kind of the the news of the early weeks since he just cleared waivers, uh, what, like five or six hours ago. Um, you know, so now it's all, all right, he can choose where he goes now. Where, where is he going? Um, so moving on, guys, it's time for our belly up player of the week, which unless there was any last minute votes to the contrary, which let me let me double check before I say this. It was a, a unanimous winner, James Conner, um, who, you know, being kind of that, like, fringe touchdown-dependent flex guy uh, in the game without Kyler, where Edmonds left early without Hopkins, uh, he was kind of the main the main benefactor uh, in a lot of ways um, of, of Colt McCoy <laughs> steering the helm. <laughs> um, but I digress. James Conner is the belly-up player of the week um so on to our own belly ups um and i'm again going to be the um 
uh, greedy host uh, and go first because I want to talk about Elijah Moore. <laughs> Elijah Moore, finally, it's been a long ride. We are here. We've arrived. Elijah Moore with the two-touchdown day, got his first uh, NFL touchdown, then got another one later in the day. Um, you know, I, I hate that it took Wilson getting out because I do like Wilson as well. Um, but I, I hate that that's what it took for this to happen. But I am glad that it has finally happened uh, and that we've seen Elijah Moore really excel on an NFL field. Um, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of this in the future. Yep. Yeah. I right. totally uh, agree. It's a good one. I think rookies definitely take a little bit longer. If you're ever going to invest in a rookie in a draft, mm-hmm. you know, don't make it your priority. <laughs> Chases are like, one of those weird occurrences where it automatically hits from the ground running, right? You just mm-hmm. go straight. Even up. then, though, there were a lot of like a lot of worries really early, uh, just because of the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, also with just like that whole new system there. I mean, mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, his his talent was like there. It was always going to be like this guy was going to make something out of himself. He was going to have big games this year. It was just where you're going to be able to rely on him week to week to have big games or decent games, you know. Yeah, well, it's good to see him come out. Absolutely. All right, Justin, who is your um, your first belly up? I've been pounding the table for this guy to be claimed on waivers, and he finally – well, he didn't finally break out. He broke out last week. Pat Freermuth, two touchdowns, baby. Six re- <laughs> or five receptions. His third straight week of six targets. Put some respect on this man's name. Go out and get him. I mean, that would be a perfect segue into the next one, but we're going to go through with this. Um, yeah, Pat Freermuth obviously is, you know, channeling whatever Heath Miller he has connection-wise with <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, and, um, yeah, they're jamming. Um, ben obviously likes to go and look his way in the red zone, and I imagine this guy is going to be a fringe top 10 tight end possibly the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I have to agree um, on both ends. He had a great game, uh, our second two-touchdown guy. And like you said, I, I think he really could be if he continues to get this volume, that that fringe top 10 tight end for fantasy going out the rest of the way. All right, Chris. So I talked about that team that got destroyed when I only scored my, my score got quadrupled. One of the play, players I was facing was Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor was one of those guys who just went berserk, ran for almost 170 yards, um, had long 78-yard run touchdown, was dominating that Jets offense, or defense, I should say, um, allowing Elijah Moore to get some of those garbage time yardage and touchdowns when they're up 42-14. to 14. Um, So that was one of the guys who I definitely had my belly up. Jonathan Taylor could be one of the best running backs right now without Derrick Henry. Could be the number one. Yeah. He is the number one. I, I, I also went against uh, <laughs> against Jonathan Taylor, so it sounds like we had similar weekends. Uh, from a fantasy perspective. Um, so my second belly up guy is going to be a guy who, um, I mean, he had an above average game for what we would expect out of him regardless. Uh, but really what makes this a priority for me to speak about is because he's been kind of on a bit of a downward stretch. Um, so to kind of get out of it, um, both one great for him, uh, and his team, uh, cause they need him. Uh, but two, uh, Hopefully, some positivity to some of these other quarterbacks, like the Mahomes shares that we we both have. Uh, hopefully, some positivity that they can get out of it. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, had 
bad stretch. Uh, the Baltimore game was really tough. Then the bye, then comes out New England. Uh, granted, played New England better than he did last year in his rookie season, but still didn't have a good game against New England. Um, had thrown uh, three picks in three games, or three picks, two games, uh, three touchdowns, three picks uh, each game. So a one-to-one ratio, <laughs> touchdown interception. Finally comes out, has a good game, gets 35 points. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, he's someone you should be expecting in the mid-20s anyways, so this isn't like a way above above expectation type of situation, but he's getting With back in the two right bad, Two bad weeks, it was really, like, really nice to see. Never yeah, hurts exactly. to play the Eagles, though. I mean, you, you think they're going to have an all-time record of uh, completions against them this season at some point. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're certainly not wrong. Uh, to your point, he was 32 of 38. Um, so that's, yeah, just nuts. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll flip it the other way. Chris, you can go back again. Yeah, so I'm going to stick to that game. Um, and another guy I faced in Olsen that lineup, Mr. Michael Pittman, uh, continues to be the number one receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this guy really stepped up for Carson Wentz. Is obviously his go-to guy continues to be that, that guy, especially in the red zone, and had a nice big game. So my other belly was Mr. Michael Pittman. Nice. Uh, my guy is uh, Nicholas Chubb. Nico Chubb, the big man, 70-yard run. You know, he went – I think he only got like 12 carries, 12, 14 carries in that entire game, and he went for 137 yards, two touchdowns. Dude's a beast when he's on. Too bad he got – He's on the COVID IR list right now, but, you know, dude's definitely a beast when he's on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so now we are on to um, round of the belly flops. Um, and, Justin, you can go ahead and start with your with yours here. Aaron Jones, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it just seemed like they got away from him. Um, AJ Dillon got more work than he did in that game. I mean, overall, like his stat line was about like 12, 10, 10, 12 carries for I think like 53 yards, but you know, he had nothing in the receiving game. So if you had Aaron Jones and you were thinking, oh man, I got the matchup of the century against a terrible Kansas city run defense. He's severely disappointed in that game. And I think the Packers offense severely disappointed period. You know, if they didn't re-sign Aaron Rodgers to a brand new five-year deal after that, I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. All right, Chris, what you got? So I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to give you a couple of because I'm going to continue off that game. I think a lot of players in that game were got some belly flops. Devontae Adams was a giant belly flop. Mr. Patrick Mahomes was a giant belly flop. And Tyreek Hill is a, gen- a giant belly flop. So those three players all, in addition to Aaron Jones, were involved in the 13-7 shootout in Kansas City, which we, we joked about it last week. Um, you know, There's no way they could not score any points in this game, right? Well, obviously, that, and that we thought maybe Green Bay struggled because of Aaron Rodgers. Who knew this Kansas City stink house was coming again? So, yeah, I'm just going to go with a couple players. Just that game in general, just Wow. Who hit the under on that one? Yeah. <laughs> we, we had talked about it. I mean, <laughs> we had just uh, intuition-wise, this is definitely an over type of game, but those just haven't been hitting this season. They just haven't. Um, 
So I'll, I'll kind of do a weird one. I, I typically don't do this, um, but it, it's one that I fell victim to. So I'm just going to kind of out myself. Um, this is what I get for being a homer. The Colts defense did not do nearly enough for fantasy purposes. Uh, yes, and it's also have them. Probably um, not good uh, for for the season as a is a pass defense at the very least. Um, yeah, yeah, going in as a you know a top twelve fantasy defense, uh, still a top twelve tw- fantasy defense. I think they were in the top half to be honest with you before they did almost nothing. Um, but yeah, to give up 30 to the Jets, uh, you know, win the game, get it, give up garbage points. Like I get it, but whew, that's too many points. You can't give up that many to the Jets. Yeah. Jets, it was 42 to 14. They just seemed like, well, we're done. We, we don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Sorry, exactly. Justin, I mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say the Jets just seem to have like all these really good teams numbers for some reason. I mean, it happened to the Texans or not the Texans, the Titans. Um, yeah. So it's just one of those things where you're just like, I don't know. I mean, I think the Colts defense is still pretty good, but you know, they show up when they, when they need to show up. And then sometimes they just kind of have these games where they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's the jets. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I'm going to follow Chris's lead on this one and go out and just attack another team. Uh, Dallas, what the heck? What is going on here? I know Dak is back off of a calf injury, but Denver goes and loses. It Probably its best, if not its defensive leader, for sure. And you go out and you throw this. I mean, let's take away the 16 points because those were purely garbage time points. This was an absolute runaway blowout. Dallas couldn't do anything on defense, and they sure as hell couldn't do anything on offense. You know, I'm, I'm not going to put this fully on Dak. I think that the whole team around him was just, I don't know, lackluster to say the least. But, yeah, I'm going to use my belly flop on the whole Dallas team. Yeah, and Turner getting two touchdowns helps nobody. Um, so I'll add – I'm going to go off – and I'm going to cheat again on this one because I think we're setting a little precedent here. But for the Buffalo Bills, what in the hell was that? Um, this is an offense – this is a game that I expected the Bills to put up 40 easily in. Um, I could not believe how horrendous they play and to lose 9-6 to six to the Jacksonville Jaguars – who, by the way, you have two of the fastest-paced teams in the NFL, and yes, the final score once again was nine to six. That Zach Moss stunk, Josh Allen stunk, Stephon Diggs was non-existent. I thought Emmanuel Sanders had a nice bounce-back game; he did okay, but who cares? And Cole Beasley was probably the only guy in PPR leagues that saved saved himself or had a decent showing. But that Buffalo offense was atrocious versus a horrible defense in Jacksonville. Even on the Jags side, my my waiver darling Jamal Agnew finally had his first sub ten point game. <laughs> he came back down to earth. <laughs> back to the uh, defense with him. <laughs> exactly. Back to defense. Back to special teams. This one while it lasted. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> um, but seriously, my um, my belly flop, and I, I have to pivot a little bit because I was definitely gonna go Josh Allen. But uh, we're gonna go. Sorry, with, <laughs> we're gonna go with Joey Burrow, um, another quarterback who who disappointed, and a long list of them with, with you know Dak and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Jordan Love and uh, Tyrod Taylor, who's another guy who could potentially be in this category. Um, but Burrow is another one of those guys who. You know, I think we expected a lot more out of certainly in did much better in the first Pittsburgh outing um, or sorry, <laughs> against Cleveland. Um, regardless, uh, you know, he's ha- been having a pretty good season. He's a QB one uh, back in QB one, but a QB one nonetheless. And this was absolutely a disappointing showing for him. Yes, it was. Yeah, that yeah. AFC North is just going to – they just all seem to yeah. lose at the wrong time, right? Like, freaking yeah. – who would have thought the Bengals would beat the Ravens, the Steelers, but then have, like, a massive hiccup against the Browns? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's uh, – that division is in a, a really weird position um, between, yeah, all of those teams. Um, so we're going to move on to some, our top takes and then just some roster moves. But before we do that, we have a word from our one of our favorite sponsors, a, a lovely group known as Manscaped. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means. It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. It's three and out the window with all of their trimmers. Now go tame that Wildcat offense. As the world is starting to open, the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package for your package and a key for a great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BELLYUPFANTASY. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. It's so much more fun when we get to read them ourselves, but mm-hmm. I, I do sometimes miss the uh, 
Miss <laughs> Nam's recorded one. That was pretty great as well. Um, Troy Palomalo in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the terrifyingly loud noise at the end. <laughs> Miss it. Good times. Um, anyways, top takes. Uh, Chris, you want to go start it off here with your, your top take for the week? Or any top takes, I guess? Yeah, I guess my top take of the week is kind of what we're hitting with all the belly flops. I don't know what you can trust logically this year right now. Um, as this last over the last two weeks, it's been incredible where we've seen Mike White throw for 400 yards. You've seen Josh Johnson come in for three quarters and throw over 350 yards. And then we have people like Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow and all these different quarterbacks. This is severely underachieved. The great receivers didn't show up. Jamar Chase wasn't in it. it wasn't a good this week. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams wasn't good this week. I don't know if this is just the year where whatever's not supposed to happen, you just play the opposite of what you think you should do logically. Because <laughs> that's probably my take right now is I could not believe how incredibly weird this past week was. And it's kind of continues a trend for the season. I mean, you look at people like Stefan Diggs, who's just a guy right now. Um, and there's so many players that when you look around, when the guys, especially the elite players, you know, just about Aaron Jones, for example, who would think Aaron Jones would do nothing versus the Chiefs? Um, I, it was just a completely odd thing where I think right now, um, like I said, you know, Buff, Jacksonville beat Buffalo. So after that, I feel like it's just, you know, put, put your, your lineup in a, in a uh, can, shake it up and see whatever comes out because you probably have just as much of a chance to be successful that way as you do right now with using logic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're certainly not wrong. It's horrible to say for a show, but, man, it's a, I was like, wow, this is just – how do you even yeah. justify, like, knowing anything this right now? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no way anyone could have predicted what happened this weekend. Um, yeah, pretty much along the same lines, the take that I had written down was just uh, uh, good players have bad games. You have to ride through the storm. Uh, I mean, you have to play your, your Mahomes, your Allen, your – Dak, your, you know, Burrow, probably. Uh, that one may be a little bit more questionable. But uh, a lot of these guys just, I mean, if you drafted a quarterback as high as you would have had to to get a Mahomes or an Allen, um, either A, you are your team's already in the dump because you drafted a second quarterback early, or B, your fallback option's not great. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, you're probably riding with with Josh Allen and Dak and, and and these guys, and they're hopefully going to go the way of Herbert and turn it around uh, here soon. But I I know that it's hard not to just be like, all right, well, f it, we'll put in <laughs> we'll put in like Daniel Jones or something. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, uh, they got to turn it around at some point, right? <laughs> Would have been better with Jimmy G. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Unironically, would have gotten more points out of uh, Trevor Simeon uh, this week, but wow! <laughs> um, but I digress. All right, Justin, what's your team? <laughs> so one last thing: you probably would have gotten better results from Mike White being for like what one or two drives than most of those guys. Well. <laughs> At least he got a touchdown. <laughs> off, off on a tangent a little bit. I had a four-leg parlay, and, and one of the only thing that missed was the Mike White over. And given how easy he was moving the ball and then how easy subsequently Josh Johnson moved the ball, 
there's no way I would have lost that bet because of I'm so mad. <laughs> I decided to get that off my chest because it hurts a lot. I mean, it was a risk-free one, so it's kind of whatever, but, like, come on, dude. Like... <laughs> That should have extended into Josh Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to break the trend. I'm going to spit something new out there. I'm going to say patience is a virtue in life and in fantasy football. Um, if you're a patient player and you kept Brandon Ayuk on your bench, he finally produced for you. And for the past two weeks, he's been looking like he's going to be producing for you for the rest of the season. Uh, he seemed to have found his way out of Shanahan's doghouse and right in time because Debo Samuel might be hitting the IR soon. Um, you know, he's out of doghouse. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you have him, you're fucking in love with that. <laughs> but uh, and one thing that I've noticed in a lot of my leagues, I'm sure you guys have seen it too, is he gets dropped on the waiver wire. And, you know, a lot of people are, like, off on him, you know. I kept my shares of him because I was just like, you know what, whatever. I got I got enough receivers to roll until he finally gets out of that doghouse. But you know, all the good things have been coming out. You know, his coaches are finally like coming out and saying like, yeah, he's looking good again. Um, but Elijah Moore is another one of those guys. Patience is a virtue, man. Like he got his first two touchdowns of his career this week. It took week nine to get him his first two touchdowns. So you know, just kind of hang tough on those guys that you know talent will prevail with them. So. That's what I got to say. It's my take. Or you get lucky an injury happens and, and or a backup, backup quarterback throwing in the ball. Well, uh, I don't Corey think Davis, lucky, Corey man. Davis uh, and Josh Johnson have been seen to be the magic elixir right now for uh, Elijah Moore. <laughs> keep keep is... it going. <laughs> I actually, you know, to be honest with you, I like Zach Wilson, but if this is working, why not just keep it, you know, at this point, you know? I mean, I know you got to get the guy in there and get his reps, but, you know, I'd also just, like, say keep him healthy, you know. If he can stay out until, like, week 12. Yeah, not? there's definitely no reason to rush him back, but I think once he does get back and is fully healthy, I think you have to roll with him for the very least the sake of, like, let's figure it out because I knew there's no way once logic starts hitting next year that, like, Mike White or Josh Jackson is the answer. Like, no, just, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, you can extend him to, like, at least week 11. You know, they yeah. were saying getting him into practice this week. I'm just like, yeah, get him into practice, get him comfortable again, but don't rush him. Yeah, 100%. Not kind of There's no basketball. reason to rush him. Agreed. Um, so we're going to move on to some roster moves. So we've gotten our we've gotten our takes. We've gotten, you know, who did well, who didn't. Now it's time to, you know, provide some actions. Like, what do you do about that? Um, but before we do that, we have a question from the audience, our good friend, uh, Daniel. Had, hey, boys, Gasicki or Kittle this week? Um, yeah, who do you guys like this week? Who the Dolphins got this week? They played the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. I like Gasicki. I'm going to go with Kittle. Uh, they play the Rams. I know the Rams have a better defense than, um, you know, Gasicki's facing in Baltimore. And I know tight ends have been rated doing pretty good overall versus the Ravens. But I think Kettle showed you that he was healthy last week. I think he showed you that as long as Debo Samuel is banged up, Bob Brandon Ayuk will be featured. I do think Kettle is going to be the kind of the guy that they're going to use a bit more, especially in that Rams game where they're going to have a hard time kind of attacking the outside receivers. So I like George Kettle a little bit more over Gasecki. 
I think I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the move. Although I will say, I, it, so it seems everything that I am aware of that Tua will be back in at QB um, of this upcoming game. What I will say is that I would potentially switch it to um, to Gasicki with Brissett just because of the sheer volume, because Brissett just won't be aggressive with the ball. He will check it down to Gasicki as much as possible. Um, so, you know, he got eight targets this week. Uh, so, in the event that Brissett somehow started this week, I would potentially consider Gasicki over Kittle. Otherwise, it's Kittle all the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would say – so the only reason I'm going with Gusecki, other than the Ravens having a historically bad defense against the tight end, um, is that Gusecki is pretty much, you know, he's always getting his targets during the game, whether it's Tua or Brissett. You yeah. know, Brissett obviously offers a little bit more, but, you know, the kind of wild card in there is that Devontae Parker's on IR. So mm-hmm. they need another player. Fuller hasn't even fully checked back into it. So they're going to need Waddle and they're going to need Gusecki to step up. You know, Kittle sometimes gets, you know, lost in being a run blocker rather than being a pass catcher in some of these games, especially against the Rams. But, you know. But it's a kind of similar think. situation there where they're losing Debo. So now they need Ayuk and Kittle to step up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good question. It's because they are in, um, you know, kind of relatively similar positions. Um, that's a good situation to have, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so like I said, we can move on to some roster moves. Um, and I'm going to – we said a lot of bad things about this man today. Um, and he – I will probably continue to say some bad things about him until things turn around. But if you're in a dynasty league, there's there's worse things to do than to go check up on your, your friendly local Patrick Mahomes uh, manager because – his price does seem to be in free fall. Um, you know, he had been the, at worst, QB two or three, like guaranteed uh, for a couple of years now. Um, and now that's seeming to, for at least some managers, some managers are starting to get scared and drop down from that price. Um, I, I just can't foresee the last three years being not the norm and that he's going to return to that norm. But I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm being risky, but I would I would go go at least look into it, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, you know, it, it's never a bad um, situation where you know you go out and you ask somebody about it, right? You can always inquire about it. You know, some yeah. people are obviously going to be higher on him because they're probably like his only quarterback, you know? So, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to a winning team, you're probably going to get shown the door. But if it's a losing team who's kind of rebuilding, they might be willing to get rid of him for a couple of solid picks and some players. Yeah. Um, Daniel, as far as your question goes, as far as I'm aware, and if, if anyone else um, has any knowledge – Rodgers will be back this week, correct? That seems to be. Is it, the, there's a good chance he will be. There's this, yeah. It's going to be really close because basically he can be back like the day before the game, in mm-hmm. a sense. So it's going to depend on how football ready he is, according to Aaron Rodgers. And will he kind of recover and test negative quickly enough? Gotcha. All right. Well, 
There's your answer. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Justin, what's your uh, your first transaction or uh, you know roster move type thing? Um, so this one's actually this one's targeted to somebody who can kind of wait a week. Um, maybe going out and getting like a Nick Chubb, somebody who you know is probably not going to be playing this week. But if you have a roster space, you know, you can probably see if you can finagle a way to get him on your roster. I mean, I just got him on my roster for um, – I, I just traded him and for C.D. Lamb. So I don't feel like I got the wrong end of that deal, especially considering I was kind of a little bit on the running back hungry at that point. But, you know, my roster was – you know, not to brag, I was 6-3, and three, so I felt like I had a little bit of room to kind of be like, all right, if I lose this week, it's not that big of a deal. Was this so, Dynasty League or regular, or regular uh, redraft? redraft? Yeah, it's redraft. And they gave you, wow, yeah, that, what the hell of a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to agree. Yeah, but so I'm just. I want to be in your league. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, like, my advice is just go out and kind of see if you can kind of find, like, you know, it's kind of my advice for like the past two weeks. Go and find somebody who's like kind of like maybe coming off the IR or going on the IR for short term like COVID and see if you can get them off a team and, you know, kind of stack your team for the coming weeks. You know, CEH could be a good name. I mean, especially if Kansas City actually starts to do, you know, this whole run game situation. I know they're not – it's kind of foreign to them, but if they start doing that, you know, he could be a recipient of that with him coming off the IR very soon. I like it. All right, Chris, what you got? Yeah, so for me, it's going to be more of a strategy, and I'll get to a player in round next round. But I think it's important. We talked about roster churning a lot on our show and about kind of what you do at the bottom of your roster. And I think it's important for people to kind of look down the road, be two, three weeks, and start targeting some of these backup running backs as guys we continue to have get nicked up or guys might have COVID issues that keep popping up here or there. Um, for example, like a Jarrett Patterson, you know, there's, there's a lot of ideas that Gibson's going to be fine after the bye. I don't think your shin just magically heals in one week. So maybe you look at a McKissick or a Jarrett Patterson. Um, you, you saw Nick Chubb get, have an issue with the COVID. Or Darren S. Johnson is going to be back and be relevant again. So I think it's important for you to kind of look around, especially at the bottom of the roster, bottom of your roster, and you're doing the churn. Start trying to stockpile some of these handcuffed guys um, or, or even, you know, Below that, so Jordan Howard having like a great season right now, for example, or having two games, I should say, and being somebody that you, you know, if you had hit on him early, then you got something you can kind of play with moving forward. So I think it's important to kind of keep your eye open for some of those guys, see some of the guys who might be banged up a little bit, some of these running backs as, you know, get farther into the season and maybe have a guy in mind that you kind of just have still on the bottom of your bench waiting for that day to come. Man, how mad is Miles Sanders right now? Sorry to totally like take that off there but how no, mad sure. is miles sanders knowing that this team is actually running the ball heavily now he's just probably like what <laughs> what the you know f word <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I i saw an awesome quote um from an eagle person and they basically said nick sirianni you never know which week is it going to be the all running week or the all passing week you never have a guess what's really going to be it's one or the other. It's not like in between. There is no balance in that offense. It's run the ball all the time or throw the ball all the time. And that seems to be his MO right now. 
Yeah, so Miles Sanders definitely pissed. Like, it's the running time, and I'm not here. <laughs> right. Miles Sanders checks in. Oh, yeah, we're just going to throw out 40 times with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, to Chris, I, I just got to ask, uh, and I think this coincides kind of with a point you made last week, if I remember correctly, about getting backup running backs just because at the weather, weather starts to turn. Look, well, trying to target some of those bigger guys. Yeah. Um, so, but just some of the between, physical backs. Yeah, between both of them, like, are there any like couple that you would have in mind, like, as far as uh, like our Armandji Stevenson's a guy that pops to mind right away. Look at some of those backs that are bigger guys that you know are going to be tack- hard to tackle in the cold. I didn't even talk. I'd even target Zach Moss. I know he was very disappointing this past week, um, but he's going to be somebody as the weather gets colder in Buffalo. Singletary's quickness is going to kind of you know, dissolve in some senses, and you're going to have a guy who can bounce off of people and should be pretty fresh because he hasn't a lot of carries this year. So players like that, where you're looking for that bigger back, um, even in Adrian Peterson, if you can get your hands on him, I know he just had you know an okay game, 10 carries, 20-something yards, but AP brings it hard and he runs hard. So you're looking for those guys that are going to be a pain in the butt to tackle as the season progresses in the cold weather and as defenses get tired. I mean, we, I, mean we, I think we all know like in the second half of – a game is usually when a running, true running back can kind of show his colors because defense is a little slower. Well, season's the same way, especially as teams kind of dissolve from the playoff contention. You're going to see a lot of teams not really want to tackle, and that's when, especially with a big guy coming, they're really going to want to deal with them, and you have some big games coming up for yourself. Or Jordan Howard's another one. Like you see a lot of these guys. Uh, Jefferson for Detroit is a good guy. Pop, pops into mind for me as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think and about? AJ I was going to say, uh, he's someone that's already been kind yeah. of flexible, but he could certainly take a next step, especially being in Green Bay, placeful. Well, I, I've been trying off. to trade for him in every and everything I possibly can right now. I've been trying to get my hands on A.J. Dillon. He looks like the more healthy back to me. I, I mean, Aaron Jones is good, but A.J. Dillon looks like he's bringing something different right now that Aaron Jones just doesn't quite have that same kind of pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately have to agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, so moving on to um, – my next move, um, just because I've seen a bunch, a couple teams drop him this week, and I was kind of flabbergasted he was on the roster still. Um, so I'm just kind of going to say this, just kind of if there's someone listening that somehow still has this guy on a dynasty roster, uh, or God forbid a redraft roster. Uh, yeah, Tyrell Williams gone, done. No, um, I've seen him get dropped in like two, maybe three leagues. Why? Why was he still there? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, so yeah, just for the record, we're done with that. We're on. We're moving on from him. That's all I have to share. All right, Justin, what's up? <laughs> um, so I would say it just to kind of piggyback off what Chris said, I'm just going to go a little more specific. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is still a guy who's kind of like out there. Um, didn't get much this week because Elijah Mitchell is, was, uh, you know, the workhorse this week, but you know, Elijah Mitchell has kind of been favoring a rib injury for a little, or he's had a rib injury for a little bit of time now. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 49ers decommissioned their rookie star running back at some point just to get him some rest and keep him healthy. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And play out Jeff Wilson's one-year deal. So he's somebody who could end up being a starting running back. Kind of like the role that he had last year where he was there for you in the, the last week in the championship week. So, you know, remember he went for 29.3 points in that championship week. He was a, a league winner. So he's just somebody to look at. So my other one is if he's away, if he's available in waivers, which is possible depending if you have an IR situation in some of your leagues, or he might be somebody you can acquire for cheap. Try to get your hands on Dallas Knox. He should be coming back sooner than later. Buffalo clearly misses this guy. Um, they aren't able to run the ball side by spot Zach Moss right now, and they are looking to Colt Beasley in some of that underneath passing game. Dallas Knox was somebody that kind of helps them move a lot the ball easy, also helps them block. But he's also a super effective in the red zone. We've seen this guy being, you know, getting more and more involved as the, as the season kind of progressed, multiple touchdown games. So I think Dallas Knox, he should be back sooner than later, possibly even this week. Try to get your hands on if somebody had dropped him for a roster spot or if you can trade for him. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Sorry. Okay. I don't want to keep saying Dallas Knox. Dawson Knox, yes. He um, does look like he could be named Dallas, though. Yeah, I think I, I combined him. In, I think I come to. I think I combined him and Goddard and just kind of made my own tight end. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous proposition, right there. <laughs> All right, so our, our boy has asked another question: uh, Is Dejon Jackson going to be worth a roster spot? I think to be determined. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, if he gets a Henry Ruggs role. And it's quite, mm-hmm. quite possibly he could be. We didn't really see Edwards get more involved in this passing game, which was kind of surprising for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw Renfro continue to be the guy who kind of gets his targets and Waller gets his targets. So it's going to depend on who will that third kind of, you know, wheel be in that offense. Um, I think Deshaun's one of those guys that you can't necessarily bank on him having a big week. He's a guy who might want a roster, but you're going to kind of limit it to certain opportunities and certain plays probably because – He's not a guy you can predict what his usage is going to be, but you do know he can be explosive. So you probably usually want to have some of those guys on your roster just in case to throw out there and say they play the Chiefs or they play a team that's really struggling in the secondary. Um, I think that's somewhere you can throw Deshaun out there, maybe hold your breath and hope for a big play. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't say that any better. I, I think he's uh, – you know, if he gets that rugs roll, then we'll see. I don't know if I'm jumping to do it right this minute, but – so, I mean, I think this offense kind of needs him. I mean, this offense has kind of always been predicated on having somebody to go over the top. Um, you know, Derek Carr has thrown the fourth most uh, deep balls in the league. You know, 
He's thrown 39 and he's got a 46.2% completion rate on it. So he's pretty much thrown, you know, every two he's completing one. Um, so I, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't carry some value for me. It's how deep is my bench? Yeah, like, exactly. Do I want to give him a spot over like a, say a Brandon Ayuk? No. But, you know, if you got something like maybe like, you know, down at the bottom, you have like a Khalif Raymond, you have that deep of a bench. Yeah, I'll give him a spot over a Khalif Raymond every day of the week just because yeah. the offense is way more efficient than, you know, the Lions offense is. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point, Justin. I think that one of the key things is depending how your rest of your roster is kind of set up. If you're loaded at a receiver and this is going to be like your fifth or sixth receiver, I would personally rather turn a running back and try to add some guys who might be able to be – something productive down the road than have a Deshaun Jackson who's going to sit there on my bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have a the final note as far as roster moves, so if you guys do, uh, feel free to chime in as well. Um, just a final little note here, and this is similar guys other than who I'm about to mention, some, some of the other rookies and young guys, um, but I do think we're nearing the end of the affordable buy phases of Rashad Bateman and Justin Fields. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. in a dynasty league and you were looking to buy them while their price is low, um, Fields, if we haven't passed that already, we're nearing it. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I mean, with the targets he's getting, it's a matter of time. Uh, a week or two out, probably. I mean, he, he's getting heavily utilized. He's getting a lot of snaps. You know, he hasn't had any massive games yet. He's just been, you know, some solid games. Um, but I, I think the big one's coming just given the usage he's had. Yeah, my other one's going to be uh, try to talk to some Mike Williams owners in redraft leagues, especially. Um, I think right now people are kind of down on him. He had okay game versus the Eagles, two catch 58 yards. Hasn't been super productive over the last few weeks. People are thinking, oh, we're getting back to the old Mike Williams again. Adam kind of talked about Justin Herbert kind of get back a group. Now, Mike Williams necessarily benefit from that. He also saw Darius slide most of that game while Keenan Allen did not. Um, but I do think Mike Williams still has a lot more left in the tank. I still think he's got some brighter days ahead. So I try to get my hands on Mike Williams so you can buy a low right now. Yeah. Um, I guess my guy would be a, a redraft guy. Um, maybe go after Kyle Pitts. Maybe go after somebody who's kind of been – lost in this whole flux of, you know, Calvin Ridley being, you know, semi-retired and hasn't really put up that great of games since. So maybe you can go out and grab this guy. And, you know, he he's bound to break out at some point again. Um, and, you know, worst comes to worst is you have a guy you can stick in your flex that can have, like, a amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I'll trade CD uh, Lamb for Michael and for, for Chubb if you can. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just throw, out a, throw out a low ball like once or twice a week. Just, you know, see what sticks. <laughs> hey, if you um, don't try, right? right. <laughs> you miss every shot you don't take. <laughs> um, Dan asks us more specifically, would you rather have um, – AJ Green or Deshaun Jackson, so that'll give you a little bit better insight into maybe you know. I think they're the same player, um, so I don't think you're really going to get anything a whole lot. AJ is a safer floor. Deshaun has the more upside. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I was going to say. I, I yeah. think it's going to depend on what you really need for your roster. I'm a big guy that when I play my lineups, I rather kind of depending on who I'm playing, what I have on my team, 
I might throw a wild card like a Deshaun Jackson if I need to have some upside. But if I just want to make sure I'm getting production out of somebody, then you have AJ. So I think it kind of depends on what your what your roster is constructed as well. Do you need those extra points? Do you need the upside? Or can you be content with a guy who's kind of produces yeah. out there? Because uh, right now, AJ Green has been pretty, most consistent guys, you know, week in, week out, out there right now. Yeah, so Deshaun Jackson, to your point, is going to be a, a like, um, zero points or 20, essentially. I mean, that's kind of what you're you're looking at with him, whereas A.J. Green's your consistent, like, 10 to 13. <laughs> and if you're in a PPR league, I mean, that's it's going to be good for you because you're going to get your touchdown, you're going to get your six to catches. I don't know how often Deshaun Jackson's going to have multiple, you know, six catches. Yeah. And here's something for you. Deshaun Jackson might get one to two targets a game, maybe three. Mm-hmm. AJ Green has proven that he can consistently put up six targets a game or get targeted six times a game. So just to your guys, just to add on that little thing to your guys' point, like if you really want somebody who's going to statistically put it out week to week, go AJ Green. But if you're looking for somebody, like Chris said, just put you a little bit over the top in one week, maybe a spot start. Go to Sean Jackson. Yeah. All right. So moving on to some of these big game previews, and this is one that we uh, have kind of mentioned a little bit already. Ravens-Dolphins, uh, Thursday night football. Ravens are the – they're at the Dolphins. Um, stay the away team. What do you guys think? The Ravens have just been kind of having this crazy up and down season, right? Like it's – so bizarre. I get their past defense has been bad all season, but the rest of the team has been, like I said, just so up and down. Um, you know, they've played some really, really good teams really, really well. They've played some really bad games. Um, so so what do you see out of this game? Because this is definitely a situation where the Ravens, especially in a primetime game, uh, those have just been weird this season for whatever reason. Um, this is definitely a game the Ravens can play down to the level of their competition. I wouldn't be that shocked if they did. Um this could also be a game where the Ravens just kind of curb soft the Dolphins a little bit, and we get that um, that Rashad Bateman game. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what do you think? I mean, you're definitely um, in most cases we've learned of at least one where you're not, but in most cases you're starting your your Gasicki. You're probably at least flexing Waddle in a lot of cases, PPR wise at least. Um, you know, you're playing your uh, Lamar, obviously. Uh, at least now you're playing Deontay Freeman as well. I mean, Deontay Freeman's been pretty much the alpha in that backfield with Davis Murray hurt. I mean, the Dolphins been atrocious for us to run this entire season. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who, who are the other guys that you would uh, be kind of considering this week. Who we shoot? Oh, so, go ahead, Justin. Oh no, you can go ahead, Chris. I was just asking who we were shooting that to. Go yeah, ahead. Got it. Um. So for me, I think that when you look at this game, it's going to a lot depend on what two plays, like you kind of pointed out. I don't think two is going to play. I I'm I'm still annoyed in the fact that there was even a chance he was supposed to play this week. The guy has a broken finger. I don't know how much he's going to how he's going to throw the ball. So offensive line is not that good. And I think that you're going to have a situation um, versus the Ravens where they said you know the coach came out for the offense today, Flores, and said that if the game was tonight, he couldn't play. He wouldn't be playing. So. It's going to be really interesting to see. Miraculously, this guy's going to be able to be ready to go in two games or two days, I should say. Um, for me, I'm playing with most of my guys. If on the Ravens, I'm playing my Andrews. I'm definitely going to play my Marquise uh, Brown. I'm going to play probably even a Bateman. 
Um, Watkins is supposed to play or come back this week. But the guy who I think has the biggest boom for all this guy, with all the receivers back is actually going to be Mark Andrews because I think that those, rece- those corners are going to have their hands full with those receivers, and Andrews is going to be able to kind of eat in the middle, I believe. Um, I did talk about Freeman. I think he's a good play because I think right now Dolphins can't stop anybody on the ground. And I think overall, I think Lamar is going to be do one or two things. He's either going to go crazy and have a great game, or he's going to kind of struggle in the passing game. The Dolphins have kind of been all over the place with their defense. They have been more aggressive of late, and they definitely like to blitz a lot more. Their corners are playing better. If their corners can hold up, the Dolphins can get pressure. Lamar Jackson is still one of the most sacked quarterbacks right now, and it's not because he holds the ball to run it. It's because the offensive line can't pass protect very well. So you can get to the Ravens, you know, be able to attack them. Um, but I also think they're going to have a hard time containing Lamar in the running game, though, because they don't. the linebackers just don't have the speed to keep up with him. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how Lamar beats them. And as a result, I think that's going to dictate how the score kind of goes. If it's a running game, then you're going to probably see the clock moving a lot because Dolphins don't get a lot of plays off, neither do the Ravens. You're going to kind of, especially if Brissett's playing, it'll probably be a really grinded out game. If not, then it has a chance to be kind of a, a shootout in a sense because two likes to throw the ball, and so does Lamar Jackson. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how this game does unfold. I do think you start your Ravens with confidence. I think you start a, a, a Gusecki that we talked about. I think you can start Miles Gaskin because regardless if he runs the ball well or not, he's going to catch the ball probably out of the backfield. The Ravens will blitz as well a lot. Um, so both those defenses might be considerations as well because there's going to be opportunities for some turnovers and, and some chaos. Yeah, well said. <laughs> Justin, anything to uh, add before we, we hit the next one? No, not that okay. was it. That was, that was good. well said. <laughs> All right, Justin, you can go ahead and start us off then on Saints and Titans. Oh, awesome. Um, so I think this is going to be a game where we we either see what Ryan Tannehill can do or he kind of reverts to his old stage of not being that super efficient guy. Um, you know, I don't expect the run game to be much in this game. For one, they don't really know who's going to be you know, full on running. And I think that Adrian Peterson will take most of the, the load, but, you know, Dante Foreman looked really good in the five carries that he got, you know, McNichols is still kind of the guy who's going to be catching passes out of the backfield. So I think he's still kind of in a flex conversation. I'm not putting him automatically, but I think that they'll need him in this game. Um, as far as AJ Brown goes, um, you know, last week they didn't really kind of need him. So, you know, doesn't this week? I imagine they will. So I'm gonna play him. Um, I haven't put any trust in Ferkser all year long, so I'm not gonna play Ferkser. Um, as far as anybody else um, on that receiving core, do you guys like anybody else on that receiving core? Because I'm not too over the top about any of them. I mean, I know Chester Rogers has shown out a couple games this year, but I mean, Julio's back. He still really hasn't shown he's back. I mean, he's just old man Julio. He's like old man Logan, but, <laughs> you know, instead of healing super fast, he just, you know. Constantly hurt. <laughs> constantly hurt. Yeah, right. Constantly. Um, on the flip side, um, Trevor Simeon seems to be a serviceable quarterback. He seems to be able to get it off to Alvin Kamara. I, I have no doubt that Alvin Kamara is going to have a decent game, whether it's running the ball or, or receiving, um, you know, not putting too much onto Marquez Callaway 
Traquan Smith. Um, those guys are kind of just like flyer flexes for me. You know, if you need them, if you need to put them in, you can put them in. But uh, it is kind of just a whatever play. One guy that's kind of like showing up a little bit is Troutman. He's been kind of getting a couple more catches, a little bit like Komet's been getting more catches and more targets um, throughout the week. So, yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, you know, talk about a, a Hail Mary. I think this could be maybe one of those days where Deontay Harris catches a Hail Mary. I just have a feeling with that weak secondary, I think they might just throw something up to him, even with Simeon's not-so-strong arm. I think they might just throw something up to him, and he might be able to work something with his speed. But, um, yeah, for me, this is going to be a good defensive game. If you've got New Orleans defense, if you got Tennessee's defense, which has surprisingly been good the past couple of weeks, you know, play them. Uh, things to note, and I guess watch throughout the week here, is that according to the rumor mill, uh, Alvin Kamara may have been injured this past Sunday. Um, mm. They worked out three running backs today. Um, there hasn't been any official word, at least that I've seen, out of New Orleans about uh, an Alvin Kamara injury. Um, but actions speak louder than words uh, for trying out running backs. There, there could be something here. Um, so just at least keep an eye on that throughout the week. Um, Chris, do you have anything? Yeah, I think for myself, I, I tend to agree with Justin. I think this is going to tr- probably be a defensive game overall. I'm not too thrilled to play any of these guys if I can kind of avoid doing so. I definitely, the only guy I'm definitely playing is A.J. Brown. Um, I wouldn't be worried about the Lattimore one, you know, shadowing him. Just because AJ gets hidden in the center, he's in the slot a lot often. They can kind of move him around, so I don't think Gilmore can stay on time the whole time. Um, I'm sure Adam Moore, I'm not Gilmore, but I do think this is a chance for Julio to have a decent game as well. Um, I when you look at Julio, his, traditionally historically, healthy is very important, of course. But if he is healthy, he's actually done quite well versus the Saints over the years, including when he's seen um, Adam Moore and had opportunity to kind of beat him. So I think Lattimore's attention is going to be more so on A.J. Brown, but I do think you're going to see Julio Jones kind of have an opportunity because you can't run on this defense. So I don't think Adrian Peterson is going to be the answer. I wouldn't play him this week. I don't love Ryan Tannehill's upside overall, but I do think he's going to get the ball to those two playmakers who are the only guys that can really do anything else offensively. And on the Saints side, um, you know, this probably be a game where Simeon throws for 500 yards because it just seems how the season goes. But what I what I expect right now is that this is the offense is painful to watch. The only guy I would really want to play is um, you know Alvin Kamara, or if Ingram is the guy who's going to be kind of the lead back, depending on what Kamara's situation is. I do think Ingram could be a flexible flex option as well because you can't run on Tennessee. And then the receiver, I would take a shot maybe on Callaway. Um, I, I hear Justin and Deontay Harris taking in a bomb. I think you can secondary is definitely exploitable. I just trust Callaway a little bit more that he's involved a little bit more overall. So if I was going to play any of the receivers on the Saints, that's who I would play. But for the most part, other than you know the star guys, I would try to avoid this game because it could easily be like a 17-16 game. Or 9-6 game. <laughs> Which probably means it's going to be like 40-37 to 37 now. But Correct, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it will be as you know. Um, hit the over, but also don't expect much for fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah then you can't lose um so vikings chargers chris you want to go ahead and lead off there yeah this game barring some kind of weirdness should be very high scoring you have the Achilles heel of the chargers who can't stop the run versus a team that loves the run with dalvin cook 
but should be able to set up play action for Kirk Cousins, who and should be on the road again. It's and a way once, game. So I'm gonna say he's gonna he's on the road again. <laughs> I mean, he should be able to actually be productive once again. Um, the guy I'd probably be most worried about would be Justin Jefferson. There's not been a whole, I mean, Smith had a great game this past week for the Eagles, but for the most part, the number one receiver versus this Charger defense has struggled this entire season. So it will be really interesting to see can they get that you know that Schneid off in a sense. But the second receiver has been kind of more productive um, in, versus team, especially with the injuries they've kind of seen with Asante Samuels Jr. being out, uh, Davis is out. So there is some you know, guys you can kind of attack on the other side. I do think that overall for me, the Vikings – you, you're going to start. You're probably, you know, Jefferson regardless, but you're going to kind of temper your expectations. You like Dalvin. I'm not going to get cute and try to decide between Conklin or, or Osborne because I have no idea. Adam Thielen continues to be the red zone guy, so you want to kind of, like I said, that second receiver you can definitely utilize versus the Chargers. On the Chargers side, I love Austin Eckler this week. Justin Herbert seems to be back on track. Vikings are not good on defense. They don't really have a pass rush right now because they lost Hunter. Um, so overall. I think you go out and you're excited about the matchups. Mike Williams should have a good game. Keenan Allen should have a good game. I think I'm playing most of my guys I can get in this game. Chris, are you worried about Mike Williams' knee? He seems to kind of be a, a little bit limited. I mean, even that 49-yard pass that he caught, he didn't seem like – that seemed like something he should have gotten, like, ahead of the receiver a lot more and could have possibly taken it to the house. I mean, instead it was more of a contested catch play, which when you're 6'5 is probably a little bit easier. But, you know, are you worried about this guy maybe not showing up for a couple of weeks because, you know, maybe he's still favoring a knee injury? I mean, that's quite possible. I mean, he still did get he still did get deep, though, on the guys. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about it. I also think in this game, you're going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. So that's where I think he might be able to salvage his day if his knee is too bad for him to kind of, you know, get down the field and get make the big play. Yeah, I do like that they uh they've shortened up his routes this year because you know they gotta take advantage of that guy being freaking six five. I like it. I like it. Um so our next game is Seattle at Green Bay. Um there's a chance, and it's gonna be tough, but fingers crossed. We could see the return of both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in the same game. Mm-hmm. And that would be awesome. Uh, I know a lot of us, us locket managers have had a really up and down couple weeks. Um, you know, he sucks for the first two games of Gino. And you're like, all right, let's bench him. And then he, he goes off. And then, you know, you know, here we find ourselves finally eyeing the potential return of Russell Wilson and having Tyler Lockett healthy-ish. We, we could be back. We could be back to DK and Lockett being the Lockett in plays. We could be back to Devontae Adams not getting 10 points. Um, <laughs> Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Aaron Jones at least will probably get his catches out of the backfield that have at least made him valuable, even though his running floor has kind of fallen off with A.G. Dillon playing well. And honestly, um, like as we've kind of mentioned earlier in the the uh, show, um, Aaron Jones being a little on the um, – not the healthiest side. Uh, he has still been getting the ball uh, at the receiving end, which has made him valuable. Um, who are the other guys who'd be targeting in this game? Is it just kind of a play the stars type of thing, or what, what are you thinking, Justin? Uh, yeah, it's definitely play the stars. Um, we, Like you said, fingers freaking crossed that both those quarterbacks are back because <laughs> that changes everything if this uh, game has to feature Jordan Love and Neil Smith. <laughs> yeah, that would be an awful one. <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, figure that they'll both be back. Play all your starters. Aaron Jones should have a bounce back week against this run defense. Um, Devonte Adams with Aaron Rodgers is always an automatic start. Um, on the other side, I mean, I don't know if he's fully back yet. Um, but Marquez Valdez Scantling could be somebody that could really get over the top on this, uh, Seattle defense. Um, I know Jamal Adams has been playing up a lot more because he's been blitzing a lot more. So that could be something to take advantage of. Um, and then on the Seattle side, you know, they still don't really know fully when they're going to get Chris Carson back. So for me, that says, you know, go ahead and start Alex Collins if you need to. You know, I wouldn't say he's a running back too, but I would say he's definitely a feasible flex. Um, Rashad Penny looks like trash when he's out there. Um, definitely does not look like the first round pick that he was, but I mean, he's been always been injured. So maybe that has fully set him back, but Alex Collins, when he's out there, has looked good. Um, this is a run defense that's definitely exploitable. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't think I could put my trust in any of their wide receivers like Lazard or, you know, Amari Rogers. I mean, I, I could go for the, the Hail Mary shot with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but anything other than that, I'm <laughs> you'd have to be a bolder man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't. I really don't hate MVS with, um, you know, with Tanya now, just because I, I, it doesn't feel like one of the tight ends will be that new goal line guy. So it's either going to be like an AJ Dillon or an MVS, uh, mm-hmm. just kind of size wise, unless they just bring in like a, a Equinemius St. Brown or something. Um, just kind of trying to think of like who size wise would make sense to be that that red zone threat, and MVS makes the most sense to me. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. I It seems like they'll probably just try to pound it in with the running backs. I guess that's what they did last time Rodgers was healthy. But two cents there, MVS could be something other than just a deep threat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. All right. I was going to say, it's, it's really ugly to think about, but Mercedes Lewis is actually, you know, technically the, like- the tight end too. I mean, it, it doesn't sound good, but – 
It almost feels like they're splitting that tight end role, though. I don't personally think I want any of that at the time for the time being because weren't they giving uh Deguara or whatever his name is pretty significant run too? Deguara, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, no, I'm, they're I running. With it. If they're running two. <laughs> he had a, he had a spectacular one handed catch. It was out of bounds. That was incredible. That part, I mean. The, the ability to grab that one handed, just snack it out of out of the back zone, back of the end zone, that was incredible. Didn't count, yeah. but I'll, yeah, I mean, he can be something that he can he could do a little bit. But yeah, I think there's too many too many other factors in his offense. For me, yeah. the guys, I mean, I think MVS is a chance if you're in DFS leagues, maybe you could take that shot. Otherwise, if I'm I'm in a regular league, I'm rolling out the guys that I think are going to play. That's Aaron Jones. I think Age Dillon's a flexible option because you talked about the running backs, how much they've been involved. I think they're going to continue to be involved. Um, and the interesting thing will kind of be there's a good chance, according to you know, all the rumors, OBJ could be standing on one of those sidelines, whether it's Green Bay or Seattle. That's the two teams that seem to be um, the most favorites to land him. So that'd be kind of an extra twist to kind of add to the whole equation. Um, but, yeah, I think overall you're going to run out your stars. You're going to run out H. Dillon as a backup. And then as Justin kind of pointed out, depending if it's Chris Carson or Alex Collins, whoever that back is, you're going to go ahead and start the starter for Seattle. I, I saw a tweet, and I forget who tweeted it, and bravo to whoever did. Um, so I, I apologize for not giving the credit where it's due. But it was so funny. Uh, it said uh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle wants Odell Beckham Jr. so that uh, Pete Carroll can run against cover two more. <laughs> True uh, story. Yeah, that that hit me pretty, pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> um. Daniel asks, how much would adding Odell hurt Devontae Adams? Very little, is I think. It'd help him. Actually help yeah. him, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would face less of the less quadruple coverage. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have to worry about somebody else. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, you know, people forget when Aaron Rodgers used to have weapons, he could feed all those mouths. He could feed Adams and Jordy Nelson, and Randall Cobb. So yeah. when it comes to being able to feed multiple mouths, Aaron Rodgers really has no issue with it. It's more so this new version of the Green Bay Packers where they play a slow-down offense, and they have no other playmakers outside of Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. agreed, agreed. Um, all right, so moving on to the next game, and I believe this is Sunday Night Football, uh, Chiefs Raiders. Uh Chris, you can kick this one off. I'm only playing kickers in this game um, because I think that otherwise, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fair. this is another game that should be a high-scoring game, um, but the Chiefs we'll have been in one of those be... games for the past four, about the past month right now, and Patrick Mahomes, I think, has only scored over 12 points in, in, I think, once in that whole stretch. So um, on paper – you want to start your Tyree Kills? You want to start your Patrick Mahomes? You want to start uh, Williams? Is going to be interesting because I'm, I'm curious to see if Edwards Hilaire does return this week or not. If he does to come back, I'm not going to play either running back personally because I think why well, I own both those guys. I think you got to kind of see how this is going to unfold in the backfield before you try to start one either one of those um, and bank on having somebody be productive for yourself. And then I think that when you look at the Raiders side. Uh, depending on what Jacobs is going through, I'm not sure how banged up he's going to be, but I think Drake's an excellent option if he is banged up. I think he'll have a great game. You know, we definitely run the ball versus the Chiefs. 
And then the receiver, I wouldn't go to Sean quite yet because he's got to learn that playbook. Maybe he has a, a big play that maybe they have him out there for a couple of snaps, but I wouldn't bank on that. I think the guys you can kind of bank on is ones that have been there all season long for you. That's your Darren Waller and your Renfro and the running back for the Raiders. Derek Carr should be a good have a good you know, option. Um, Chiefs defense has is not good, and Jordan Love, while he kind of struggled and didn't have good numbers, there's a lot of open guys that he missed and a lot of yards to be had there. So Derek Carr is not going to make that same mistake. So I definitely would be confident with Derek Carr out there. I really, really hope Jacobs makes it back because he really he had kind of been struggling this season. Uh, had been fine for fantasy because he'd been getting in the end zone uh, when he played, but had been having easily his most efficient game of the season before he got hurt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, getting him back against the Chiefs, against how awful this rush defense has been, and honestly, you know, because it'll prob- it would probably be a close game, even though on paper it shouldn't be. I would love to see him get back, so I really hope he does because he would be an absolute must play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, any anything uh, anything else? Yeah, I, I you guys pretty much covered all of it. Um, I think that uh, Kenyon Drake, like Chris said, is an absolute play in this one. Even if he's not the starting running back, he's been mixed in there so well, and this offense is actually running pretty damn fluidly. Um, so I, you know, honestly, I think that everybody in this Raider lineup, as far as like Renfro, Waller, Carr, Drake, Jacobs, roll them out. I mean, this I, I gotta, matchup. I gotta ask, I gotta ask. Um, if Jacobs is out, would you flex Peyton Barber? I personally would not. I think this is Drake's backfield. Uh, John Gruden's not on his coaching staff any longer. Mm-hmm. So I think, they're going to go with the guy they're paying $10 million for, and I think they're going to kind of ride him because he has been rather effective and looked pretty good last week and the last couple of weeks. Um, so I would not flex Peyton Barber myself. Yeah, I, I agree with Chris. They they literally ran Kenyon Drake on one drive off the field because he was so exhausted. <laughs> um, I think that the, the play at that point would be maybe Jalen Richard as like a receiving back. But even that's a long shot, not even close to Peyton Barber. Um, at least I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I I would not do it either. But I'm sure that if Jacobs is out, the question will come up just because of his prior performance. Um, yeah, if Gruden came back, then I'd play Barber in a heartbeat. Yeah, easy. <laughs> um, all right. John Gruden, special coach for one day, for one game. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh Justin, since this is uh, your team, we will let you lead off Rams 49ers. Rams at Niners. What are you, what are you thinking? Um, play everybody on the Rams side. <laughs> expect for Cooper Cup to have an amazing game. Um, Josh Norman has officially gone rogue. And he even turned it <laughs> turned against one of his teammates, so that officially marks our secondary being absolutely gone, um, which it was before. But you know, <laughs> at least you crossed your fingers and had some hope at that point. Um, but as far as uh, going on the 49er side, um, I actually don't mind uh, starting. You know, Debo. We allowed Ayuk. We allowed Kittle because they all offer 
some sort of upside in this game. You know, Debo's had some of his best games historically against the Rams. Um, Kittle's, you know, Kittle's going to have to, he's going to be essential in this game. Kittle is the play action king for this team. You know, when they get this run game going, they immediately go for play action passes across the middle to George Kittle. So um, I, I'm definitely going Kittle. Uh, Mitchell's kind of a, I can't say no to Mitchell because he's kind of like Khalil Herbert. He's almost becoming like matchup proof where he can just make something happen in every matchup. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell is at the worst of flex at the best. He's an RB two for you. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe in the super flex league could be valuable, but then or again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or Josh Allen. <laughs> Over Patrick Mahomes for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, that's really what I've got on this one. Start every one of your Rams because the Rams are going to have a field day against this team. The only person I could possibly see is like, you know, maybe flex them at the very least is. Um, Daryl Henderson, but even then, I'm like, no, that's not really true. I'm just kind of hoping that we have a good run defense in this game. <laughs> See, I'm making this a whole personal thing because I'm so mad. Well, at the you, you don't have a good run defense, that's for sure. We saw that last week with uh, James Conner going ballistic. Um, yeah, that that was a that was a whole lot of uh, <laughs> what the hell. But um, I mean, yeah, at this one, you start you start everybody because everybody's going to have a good game. And if the 49ers are down, then you're going to get garbage time and garbage time usually leads to touchdowns to some of the stars. So there you go. Where <laughs> is that game, by the way? Do you guys, I don't, I it's forgot the at Niners. It's at Santa Clara. So yeah. they're going to lose. We know this is going to lose because um, yep. that's what happens at home. Oh, they, they haven't won a game in what nine games now, eight or nine games. They haven't won at home. Yeah, um, thanks, for, thanks for sticking that right in there. <laughs> well, just, I think that's important fantasy-wise because you talk about that defense. That defense just seems to be even worse at home than it is on the road. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that you're starting your Rams. Um, I think Henderson is a definite start for me. I think he has the opportunity to have a huge game. I'm hoping that I do face him. I did kind of, I'm curious to see your guys' take on that Sonny Michelle was utilized in a different role this past week. Um, and has been getting increasing more snaps. It's not just Henderson's backfield like it had been most of the season. And so Michelle was out there to two-minute warning and out there in quite a lot of passing situations. Uh, Henderson still outcarried him. But do you think there is going to be more of a rotation in the backfield moving forward? No, I, I think it was more or less because Henderson had an ankle issue in that game. Um, I mean, I – that that's also an issue right there. Like if Henderson continues to have this ankle injury, please, please, please. <laughs> we wish no ill will on any player. <laughs> no, if, I, I want you just to be cautious and safe and not play this week, possibly. No, yeah, um, but I talked about. We well, talked about Mitchell as well, and I think that was one thing that stood out differently. Mitchell actually was involved in twenty six pass routes this week, um, even mm -hmm. though he had a limited amount of carries. He wasn't really taking on all the past situations. I think he had his – could be his career high in receptions this past yeah. week. Um, and he was actually utilizing the passing game. Until I see Jeff Wilson Jr. actually take his snaps away from him, I think this is Mitchell's backfield 
as long as he's healthy, um, I would I would definitely put him out my lineup. I wouldn't get too cute with it until you see otherwise, because right now he's one of the he's pretty productive, and that team does depend on the running game. If we know, and if they fall behind, if he's going to be involved in the passing game, that gives him a nice floor. Um, I um, think Kittle's a play. What you got? Sorry. I, I was just going to come in with a, a stat for you. Not only was it uh, Elijah Mitchell's uh, career high in receptions, it was more than double his previous of two. He got five. Yeah, so that, that stands out to me because, you know, they did have Hasty active. They did have Jess Wilson active. So there's two guys who are usually the past catchers, quote, unquote, and they kept Mitchell out there. I, I'm hopeful that Kyle Shanahan's realizing who his true playmakers are, and that's maybe why Kittle and Nayuk were actually involved more so. And they realize with Debo kind of banged up, they're going to utilize a lot, a lot of their guys because they don't have a whole lot of home run hitters on that offense to get cute, um, especially with that defense struggling the way that it is. So I do think there's some plays out there. I wouldn't get too excited about Brandon Ayuk unless Debo Samuel continues to be banged up and you hear that he's not playing. To me, uh, Dan and I joked about this that basically Brandon Ayuk is Debo Samuel's um, the word? backup running back, the handcuff. That if anything happens to Debo, we saw this last year too. Whenever Debo p- played, Ayuk didn't really do anything. And then when Ayuk or Debo didn't play, Ayuk was like the D guy. So it seems to be kind of the roles they play where this offense can only feature one receiver at a time in a sense. So if you see Debo continue to be kind of banged up, I think Ayuk is a play. If you see D- you hear all practice long that Debo is practicing and seems okay, then I wouldn't play Ayuk personally. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Do you have any any deep uh, bottom of the roster um, bold plays for the week? Hmm. Just kind of in general, not just this game? Other than Trevor Simeon. Yeah. No, um... Other than our guys. <laughs> Let's see. I think this might be a week where we talked about the Titans and, you know, the backfield situation and kind of what's unfolding. I'm not a big McNichols fan, but I think this might be the week that you can play him in your lineup if you do pick him up because I do think versus the Saints, the only thing you can basically do is throw to your backs out of the backfield. You're not going to run the ball very effectively. So that might be my my sleeper guy to kind of hop out there, especially if you spent – um, your, your waiver wire guy adding him because a lot of people were jumping all over him and trying to get somebody for that, out of that backfield. So McNichols to me be a guy that you can actually probably start in your flex position this week if you have him on your roster. Yeah. Um, who'd be a guy that would say under the radar? Um, you know, I. I know that the the Bills defense has been pretty good this year, but I'm gonna say with um, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis probably taking on the workload of the two corners. I would say maybe this could be a good week for Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder or like a Michael Carter, somebody who's gonna be getting the ball in short areas and could possibly work for it. What about a Ty Johnson? <laughs> Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson surprises. That's somewhere. real under the. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, so I think my under the radar guy is Patrick Mahomes (laughs) (laughs) um no but seriously 
Honestly, and it's an obvious play if Alvin Kamara does play. Uh, but even yeah. if not, you could probably do worse than flexing a Mark Ingram. Um, you know, he's honestly been used much better and much more efficiently in in New Orleans than he had been in Houston. Uh, definitely more efficiently. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's getting the ball out of the backfield. He's not just uh, – a goal line and and early down runner. He's getting the ball out of the backfield, which at least PPR wise gives him a little bit of a floor. And then if Alvin Kamara is a little banged up, they want to like either a he's not playing at all, or b he's kind of like on a little bit of a pitch count. Uh, Ingram can certainly uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, I'll give you one more to, to consider as well. Um, that's Eno Benjamin. I know James mm-hmm. Conner had the huge game. And, you know, he had the he had the three touchdowns. He had all the carries. People are all excited about it. Is this going to be his sole backfield? I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a one running back guy, preferably. I think Eno Benjamin brings a lot of things similar to Chase Edmonds. He's not quite as good, but has a similar skill set. And I do think he's going to be, have a chance to be involved in this game and be a possible flex option for you to consider. Yeah, I think as more passing happens, um, more of that passing back will happen, and that will be – I think to your point, Neil Benjamin. Boy, when he when he trucked that guy, oh my god, dude, that shit broke my heart a little bit. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's really over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, um, that is about all we got. All right, uh, Justin, what are you working on slash have released this week? Um, I'm back on the start sits for the week. Uh, I took a two-week hiatus, but we're back, baby. We're back. Ooh. Week 10, here to give you all that advice. Probably going to be wrong because of the chaos of the NFL. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what I was doing. Week 10, start sits. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Chris, can you tell the the viewers what times to uh, tune in to the Belly Up MDFF show, learn about gambling, game previews, all that that fun stuff. Yeah, so MDFF's going to be a special time tomorrow, Wednesday, at around 8.30. We'll be coming on, be on live. Of course, you can catch us on all the different downloads. and uh, We'll actually be on speaker and as well. Um, and then you can also check us out on Friday. We start around 9 o'clock, and as you talked about, we do our previews of kind of our DFS teams and pick our TBS, DVS, DFS teams for the week, give you guys some suggestions of things to look out for, and we bring Mr. Chaz Filardi in to do some of that betting. So we kind of you cover it all for you. Um, so, yeah, check us out Wednesday. Dan's going to be on Thursday and Friday. So three days in a row, three days MD Sports. Our main All right, awesome, awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening in. You are much appreciated for spending your time listening to us. Peace out. Now, free Alan Robinson now. Yeah, free Allen Robinson next. <laughs> Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.